1: with another episode of The Anarchist Experience, episode 407, a.k.a. Year 8, week 35, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with...
0: M-C-N-K-S.
1: And since this is your regularly scheduled Saturday broadcast, uh, find us on The Old Clubhouse, The Club is The Anarchist Experience, or you can at me, at riches for rich R-I-C-H-E-S, the number 4, R-I-C-H, and I will click the little button to notify you when we go live in the clubhouse. And again, uh depending on when the last time you listened to the show was, we've been doing this at around three PM Eastern time on Saturday afternoons. That's when the live show goes. So if you were formerly listening, uh it used to be four. New schedules moved it down to three for now, and that's when we're rolling live. Uh so that being said, what is going on with you guys this week?
0: Oh um same thing thing is always for me. I like arguing with people about climate change and sciencey stuff but other
1: than that not much ks anything anything newsworthy on your end nope nope all right well we can get into your climate change and internet arguments uh, but i might be in line for my first uh real foray into legal land here in new hampshire and this is going to get like i don't want to go into too much detail on here But there has been, like, a legal battle with the ex um, that has dragged me into the court system. But that is not as much fun. Uh, So, last week, I think it was last week. Yeah, last week, uh, I got my first parking ticket here. Hmm. And, you know, we, we all got parking tickets for parking on the wrong side of the street. And so far, I think I'm the only one who's, like... Let's see how this works. You know, let's, <laughs> let's, let's venture down this little rabbit hole, you know, here. And it's, it's a $50 parking ticket. Um, and the, the rule is like some, I, I don't remember the exact dates, but December through April um, on even months, you park on the even numbered side of the street. And on odd months, you park on the odd numbered side of the street. And when there's a snow emergency, uh, you can't park on the street at all, which is a really fucking messy situation. Um so anyway so I was Wait, you, you mean you mean odd days you can park one side and even days you park the other side? Uh odd months, and even months. Well, so, odd uh, months and even months. So uh December <laughs> February and April you park on you know the the even numbered side of the street and January and March you park on the odd why, side of the street.
0: Like why, why can't they just pick pick a side and be that be
1: the side? Okay. So <laughs> that's fine. But the, the, the primary reason is uh, snow removal, right? Like, they, they plow half of it, and then next month when you move your car to the other side, they plow the other half of it. So, once, so there's always, like, a clear part of the street for two cars to go by each other on the street. So there's – I'm not disputing, like, the justification for it, but if you park on both sides of the street, they can only plow down the middle, right? Sure. And then two cars can't pass each other right
0: yeah but i don't see the reason to alternate it
1: okay i mean (laughs) i'm not going to justify that that's just it's just an extra step (laughs) right that's just that's just the way it is um but that's the rule and but here's the thing here's the here's the little caveat to that um initially i was parked on the legal side of the street in in on on the public roadway out in front of the property and I got a threatening letter from the landlord saying if I don't move my vehicle, they were going to have it towed. And so to avoid that, I parked on the other side of the street. And that just so happened to be when the cops decided that they were going to enforce this rule across the board. And they were going up and down the street like 4 o'clock in the morning just ticketing everybody on the wrong side of the street. So <clears throat> I'm pissed at the landlord, right? And so now, I'm, now we're in a battle Uh, with the landlord about like hey douchebag you fucking threatened to tell me right and then i moved and i got a ticket and so he's like well park park wherever blah 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 and then you know he's like well don't park in front of the building even on the even on the legal days because we need places to plow our snow like well you don't you don't control the public part of the roadway Right, but I also don't want to get evicted. Public road, and Public parking. So right, but if he but if he calls to tow, right, and I I don't want to deal with that either. So we're gonna we're gonna reach out to like um, legal aid and Department of Justice and find out what our what our rights are as a tenant, right? Because okay, it, it, free market. You, right, you he kept can, that notice that he gave you, right? Oh yeah, I took a picture of it and everything because I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to use that for the court case as well.
0: What? Why okay. would uh, why would a tow company tow a car that's in a public spot? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't make sense.
1: <laughs> well, theor- okay, fine. But do I want do I want to risk it? Yeah, right, I it's mean, a you, anyway. I mean, yeah.
0: you, you can't you can't do any well. You, yeah, I guess it's it's a threat. So a threat is a threat. But I mean, <laughs> what can right. you do? So, I guess
1: <laughs> so. There's so there's a couple things going on number one i I realize that you know the free market, whatever he can kick me out for whatever reason cause this is his property yada 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 um but at the same time right he's he's um he's acting illegally as far as the public part of the roadway right right and if my only recourse is to lean on the just the current justice system right, then so yeah. be it. is that fair well, am i hypocritical so yeah
0: some some people want you to do that you know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'm going to tow your car. And, you know, it's like he's just being a big Karen, and Karens uh, respect uh, authority in the government. So,
1: Okay,
2: so not necessarily if, if hypocritical he had, by finding If one he one had one. towed your car without legal justification, would that be grounds for you suing him? Probably.
1: Probably. But do I, again, do I want to risk that no or do I just hassle. want to park on the other yeah. side of the street and hopefully not get a ticket? Yeah, he doesn't right.
0: want, obviously nobody wants to hassle with that, but.
1: Right. You know. So I'm, I'm, we're, you know, Legal Aid opens on Monday. We're going to call them and find out, you know, what our legal recourse is as a tenant in the landlord relationship being threatened to have our car towed if we park on the public part of the street out in front of his property. Right. Like, what can he do? What is our recourse? And what do we have to worry about as far as retaliation? So setting that aside, that's why I was illegally parked, and so I want I want justice, right? And so I look at the ticket. They're like, you know, you can go online and pay, you can go online and contest it, like administratively. Uh, but the administratively thing is like, there's no excuses. You know, we're just gonna we're just gonna rule in our favor, and you're gonna have to pay the fifty bucks, right? And then it says like, if you want to have a judicial review, right? Come down to the office, you know, come down to city hall to the ordinance violation department bureau and request a hearing, you know, like, all right. So I know what I'm doing on Friday afternoon. (laughs) Okay.
2: You've avoided one hassle and, and decided to take on this gigantic hassle. (laughs) Well, well, are you suggesting I just pay the 50 bucks? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm just saying that the, the desire to avoid, I mean, you, you were in a uh, it catch-22,
1: you know. Would, I was in a catch-22. You
2: know. Yeah.
1: You're correct. But, I like, I risked it on the wrong side of the street because there were other cars parked on the wrong side of the street. And we're middle of January, right? They haven't come down and enforced this rule at all, all winter. Was there recent big heavy snowfall that, or was the street pretty pretty clear so there was a dusting and I have pictures okay. of the dusting as well which when I get my judicial review I'm going to include that in, in you know as far as my um, pseudo defense presentation right so I'm, I, I have to go down to city hall I go down to the, the, you know, the clerk's office I go like I'm here to request a judicial review the guy goes oh you just do online just do you just do online I'm like well no because, on if you look at the tickets, it says like online for everything else, but not what I'm asking for. Right? It said come down to the office, so I'm here. He's like, oh no, no, you can do online. So much faster, do online. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> I wasted all this time coming down here. The ticket says to come down here. Let me just do it here. You know? He's like, okay, oh, fine. I have, I find a form. I find a form for you. And so he digs around. So that
2: guy, that guy that answers your, your questions there, he's from Mexico. <laughs> I
1: think he's Asian. That was my best effort oh, at okay, Chinese okay. accent. Oh, okay. My ornamental accent. <laughs> Just so we can get canceled for that. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> that's what my cousin used to call him. It's hilarious, and I'll still use that. For... <laughs> ornamental accent. <laughs> <laughs> So he's digging for the form and he hands me the form and he's like, okay, fill out the form. And so I'm filling out the form and it's the wrong form. It's like the form for the administrative review. And I went, excuse me, I think you gave me the wrong form. This is for the administrative review. I want the judicial review, right? Because I don't want to like write the reason why I think it should be. I want to submit all this evidence to a judge, right? And... I understand that when I get to the judge, right, whether it's a hearing or just submitting evidence that I'm like, I'm leaning on the mercy of the court at this point. So I have to play that hand as well. Right. Cause it's not, it's not like I'm saying like, no, I wasn't parked there. I'm saying like, I had very good reason to park there Yeah, for now. Right. So mm-hmm. I, but I, but I need to get this in front of the judge cause the administrative review is not going to go anywhere. Um, so I need to be able to submit evidence and all these pictures and documentations, along with my letter begging for mercy or my my uh, testimony so the, begging the for mercy. The
2: judge has discretion, an administrator doesn't. They're just looking at the rule. Right. But the judge has discretion.
1: Okay. Right, which got is it. why you gotta get in front of a judge. Right. So okay. I go so you know, so I, I go like this is the wrong form and all of a sudden he's gotta go get like the lady in the back. Right? <laughs> like, this is this is out of his purview. Apparently no one does this here. Right, <laughs> I might be the first case that this judge hears regarding this issue, and who knows how long, because everyone else like goes online because it's convenient and, and whatever. Um, so she comes, she comes back out, and she's like, "Well, I need I need your uh, driver's license." I go, "I don't have one." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, What do you do you have like a a non driver uh, form of ID?" I am like, "I have a passport card." I said I have a passport, but I have my passport card with me. Like, I have a passport. I go, okay, well, we're going to need to see that. I go, all right, no problem. And we're going to need to take, uh, this, is, this is how they get you. In order, to, uh, in order to get the judicial review, you have to bond the amount of the ticket. So the ticket was 50 bucks. I have to put down a $50 cash bond um, in order to get the judicial review which I assume they're going to keep uh, if they find me guilty. If
2: they rule against you. okay. Okay. Right. Yes. I, I assume.
1: I don't know yet. Yeah. So I go like, okay, here's, the, here's whatever. Um, but here's the other kicker, right? The car is not registered to me because I have it registered in a trust in Montana. <laughs> so I can't even take it to court. I go, well, who can? You know, they go like, well, someone... Someone, uh, you know, uh, with the trust, I go, I'm the beneficiary of the trust. There's no one else, right? The, the trust exists for this sole purpose. And I am the only beneficiary of it. Like, well, you gotta, you, you need documentation. You got to fill out another form, like hand me the form, like whatever you need, but they don't even have the form. There's like no form to fill out. (laughs) So like, can I get something at least in writing so I can walk away from this encounter knowing what I have to come back with? Like, we don't have anything for you. But we need proof that you are, you know, uh, the, the legal uh, uh, entity for the trust or whatever. I go, all right. So so I have to dig out, like, my trust paperwork that I have somewhere in my, in my room here um, and take that down next week, Friday, to show that I'm indeed the benefit. And this isn't even a guarantee, right? They're just like, well, we'll take a look at the paperwork. And- for the first step. <laughs> for the first step. Right. We'll take a look at the paperwork and we'll, you know, we'll see what's going on. I go, okay, you know, whatever. I'll come back, you know, I, I, my, my half day off in the afternoons on Fridays. I'll be back next week, Friday, with the trust paperwork, with my uh, passport. Oh, that was the other thing. So I hand her the passport card. And she goes, like, this is not a driver's license. I go, I know. I told <laughs> you it was a passport. <laughs> like, me no have driver's license. Me and, only. And technically, they're not,
2: the, the issue isn't anything that was driving. So yeah, it's it not even a moving no. violation.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you don't need a driver's license. I don't need a driver's license, and I don't fuck if I know, right? It's it's the tickets going to the trust, right? Like I I might not have to do anything because it doesn't involve (laughs) me legally. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. (laughs) But I also like the car is parked on the street, right? So I don't want them to continue to ticket the car over whatever period of time when they just take it and impound it, right? Like I, you know, it's my backup car for when the Subaru is in the shop right? So I kind of, I need the vehicle, I guess. I'm not willing to risk the vehicle yet, but who knows, right? Like, you know, fuck if I know. So this, this, so this is my like little adventure. So that's, that's the next step for me is take the trust paperwork down there. If not, I got to figure out who to contact in Montana, right? Who administers the, I don't even fucking know who administers the trust and find out how to legally request that or what, if they need to send some paperwork, uh, just to get, just to get in front of a judge, uh, to show this so like i have the i took a I have the letter if i needed to take the letter to court but i took a picture of the letter uh so i could print out the picture if i just needed to submit that um as you know as evidence in the case saying like i was threatened right and i'm gonna like i'm you know this this is basically my defense i was i was threatened by my landlord with towing right i did what i believe a reasonable and prudent man should do and that's to you know avoid the conflict with the landlord and move the vehicle right I'm contacting legal aid to find out what my, what my recourse is with the landlord. You guys just happened to catch me while this is also an ongoing dispute. Right. And then I said, I, you know, my, the next part of my defense is like, I understand the spirit of the law, right? That this is for snow clearing and, and snow removal during the winter time. And here's pictures of the vehicle, right? And like a dusting, like if you, if you shook a tree branch, on the car, like I I can send you guys pictures if you care. Um, if you like shook a tree branch that had snow on it, on the car. Um, oh, here's a good example. Like, you know, if you wake up way too early in the morning and there's like a fine mist of dew on the grass, yeah, that's what this looked like. Like there was that much snow. There wasn't even enough snow to plow, right? They, They came through with the plow. The plow would like tear up the pavement and move absolutely no snow. There was like nothing on the ground. It was, it was as if the morning dew had frozen over, and that's what was left at, you know. And that was at, like, 9 o'clock. They ticketed me at 4, right, and that's from 4 to 9, that's as much snow that had fallen uh, by the time they wrote the ticket and when, uh, you know, when the, when the thing was there. So, like, my basic defense is, yes, I was parked on the wrong side of the road, however— I moved as any reasonable, one prudent man should after being threatened by the landlord. I'm also trying to resolve that issue simultaneously with this one. And who knows by the time I get the hearing that may be resolved. Right. And even within the spirit of the law, right. I leave it to you almighty judge, right. To see if I was in violation of the spirit of the law based on how much snow was on the ground. Now the likelihood is they find me guilty, right. Cause why not? It's fifty bucks. They've already got it in hand, um, but that's that's my current plan. Thoughts? Um, well. Yeah, sounds like
2: a, a a good plan. I mean, but uh, I I guess you're at the stage of trying to get that verification from the trust that it's your car. I mean, is you you were justly using the car? Right. I'm the beneficiary um, of
1: the trust. That's yeah. So how long does that? going to take oh i mean i have That's the paperwork the i just i really just have to like dig out the paperwork it's in a file in my desk somewhere
2: yeah okay but
1: then i gotta wait till friday because fridays they're only open from like eight to five monday through friday right and i work nine to five or nine to five monday through thursday and then nine to one on friday so okay. i got friday so after work friday. i can go down there
2: okay. Mm. Yeah. Okay.
1: But I got 90 days too. I got like three months to to like milk this whole fucking thing if I really wanted to. <laughs> uh, I think the fine the fine goes up after 30 days or whatever. So I'm going to try to wrap it up quickly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other well, interesting I, thing. Go ahead. I admire your your uh, persistence on the case. You know, to to go ahead and you know just it keeps it keeps people cautious if they know it's going to be costly to them to have to have. A- and right. And it reminds
0: them
1: how to do the forms.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where they
1: are. So this is, this is Manchester. The interesting thing in Keene, New Hampshire, they've uh, over the last couple of years, they've doubled the parking fine uh, basically because of the asshole free state project Keene activists out there who park for free uh, because the fine in Keene is only $5 and now it's $10. Right. Mm-hmm. So every time one of the activists in Keene get a parking ticket, they do the same thing that I'm doing. They go like, "I would like a judicial review." Right? Let's let's take this in front of the judge, right? And waste everyone's time and energy and whatever for $10. Um, I'm doing it for 50 cuz Manchester's more expensive than Keene, I guess. Um, but when they do it, like frequently, it gets dropped immediately because they do it so often. Right? Like, yeah. oh, it's those guys again. Don't worry about it. We'll clear it off and have a nice day. Oh, I want to see the judge. No, just go away. Just <laughs> go away. And there's video of this in Keene. So I figured, you know, if they can do it there for $10, I can do it here for 50 I don't know if they've ever had to bond their 10 bucks, But the other the other interesting thing from for me as I was, like, walking away from this is um, typically, right, when – when in, in in other criminal offenses, if you got a bail bondsman, right, who posted a cash bail for you and you show up to your hearing, even if you're found guilty, right, the bail bondsman gets his bond back because he posted it on your behalf. And then if you incur a fine, right, the bail, the bail bondsman doesn't pay your fine, right? You pay your fine and the bail bondsman gets his bond back, right? Right. Okay. So if I'm not the legal entity registered to the vehicle, but I post the bond, right? The, in the individual posts the bond on behalf of the entity, right? Even if they find me guilty, right? I, the individual is going to try to ask for my bond back and then make, a pay, <laughs> make a payment later through the, through the trust or whatever and make them, make them do like, you know, make them do an extra transaction of refunding me the bond, refunding the individual, the bond, and then paying the paying the ticket on behalf of the trust, <laughs> okay. so that's that's the last step of my plan, if it goes sideways.
2: Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun. It sounds like the, the
1: the the administrative cost has to be in the hundreds of dollars. You for, would think for handling all this, yeah. You know? Right. I mean, even even the guy, like how much money was wasted when he had to get up from his desk and walk over to the window and pretend <laughs> to dig through the file to find no paperwork. That's the lady crazy. who had to come out from the back office to like clueless as to what's going on because you know they've obviously not faced this in so long mm-hmm. i'm like there's not i and i i read the ticket because i read the ticket thoroughly uh before you know a few days ago before i went down there it's like you know I was like okay what do i actually have to do here like in Hawaii, they give you the envelope, right? Like oh, a parking ticket, you know, if you want to admit with reason, you can request mercy and you just stick it in an envelope and mail that in and they mail you back a, a, an answer, right? Like mm-hmm. I've gotten parking tickets yeah. in Hawaii before. But yeah. this one, if you, want, if you want that, right, you got to come down to the office. Nowhere on there does it say you can request a judicial review uh, on the website. And so I think yeah. he was trying to dismiss me get me to go to the website which didn't have the option i was looking for anyway and then i'd have to go back again um mm. so i was like no 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 ticket ticket says to come here i'm here right do your job you know <laughs> so that was good times that's 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 my plan that's how my week went and the other the other court stuff has been keeping me up at night and helping me not sleep during the day and it's a whole other mess that i won't discuss here
2: but uh, I imagine that a lot of this has to do with, um, I mean, how easy or difficult it is. It has, like, if you're if you're real pleasant and and polite to them, then they probably are cooperative. If you're if you come in with, uh, you know, uh, uh, an attitude, they, they're they're going to brace and and have an attitude back, you know. So I mean, suppose just just the dynamics of attitude is uh, probably can add a lot to the cost.
1: Yeah, time and money as well. I I hear what you're saying, but I don't, I don't know how to be firm without an attitude, right? Like I'm, I said I'm here to request a judicial review, as per the instructions on the ticket, and then he said, well, you can do that online. And I went, I don't think so, because the ticket, you know, the ticket well, specifically says, the, and then it's confrontational. The
2: personality, already. the personality of the guy. Maybe you know, if they're if they're intimidated by an attitude, then then they it can go either way. They can be either be very um, accommodating because they, they don't want to deal with anything or, or I mean their own attitude towards their own position of authority has a lot to do with how they're going to respond.
1: Well, and again, you know, I was, I don't think I was mean or abrasive, just firm in the only way that I know how. Right. Mm -hmm. So she goes like, we need your driver's license. I go, I don't have one. Like, there, there has got to be another way, you know, mm-hmm. you, you want this, you want this resolved. I have the ticket in my hand, right? I'm the only person that's going to resolve this, you know, and I'm not going to pay without a judicial review because I have this, uh, you know, this, this claim with the landlord that I want at least addressed by a judge and maybe some, some mercy be shown, but I don't expect to get that, um, during the administrative review from the, um, from, from, from the office. Right. And then, you know, I go like, well, wow. he's like, that's so much easier online. I'm like, well, I'm here. The ticket says for me to be here, right? There There has to be a way to resolve this here because that's what the ticket says. And I've complied with the ticket, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it's easier for them if you do it online. <laughs> it is easier for them, right? So he's already <laughs> trying to get rid of me. But yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in a way that if even if I went to go do it online, excuse me, I may not have been able to do what I wanted to do. Because that wasn't an option, right? I'm like, if, if you could do this online, right, they should put that on the ticket. But the ticket mm-hmm. says you can go online and pay, or you can go online and request an administrative review, but I'm not here for either of those, right? I'm here specifically for the one thing on this ticket that doesn't say I can do online. So I came all the way down here, right, as per the instructions on the ticket. Beyond that, like, you guys figure it out. This is your responsibility you know, I don't have a driver's license to give you. I have a passport. You know, if even if they want to do that, right? It's not a moving violation, right? So I can own the car. I have other authorized drivers uh, listed on the um, on the uh, the the uh, the trust information, right? On who's allowed to operate the vehicle, right? So I can I can just pretend like I'm the handicap dude that gets driven around, right? I uh, the, mm-hmm. the cars and the cars under trust. I'm the beneficiary of it, and I have a driver and a handicap pass. Like, what more do you want? You know, so I have all these things I can like lean on, um, if I needed to, and purposefully designed that way, right? Um, but it'll be like I said, it'll it'll be interesting. It's my first. It's my first time. I've been here for what, like five, almost four and a half, five years now, and finally ran afoul of the the parking enforcement. Um, but only because of my dickhead landlord, right? Like I wasn't, I wasn't asking for this. I wasn't doing it on purpose. I was threatened with, you know, probably would have been, uh, a worse penalty, right? If I had to drive down and find out where, how to get my car out of fucking impound and pay the impound fee or whatever, you know, that sounds more expensive than $50. Um, at I the can't mo- imagine a towing company, um, even towing a
2: car. If they don't have legal grounds to do so. Okay. I mean... I mean, he could could threaten it, but do you think that a towing company would actually do it? Because then the towing company is liable.
1: Yeah, I don't know.
2: Just at the behest of a private owner on public property, on public uh, grounds.
1: Good question. Again, not a question I wanted to look up right away. I just wanted to remove my car from the tow threat. Right.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I'm just in terms of reflecting on what to do in the future, or what might have been an alternative of course. I'm wondering if you, if a when your landlord, I mean, because it's likely to happen again, if your landlord well, had written such a thing, uh, I wonder if the first call could be to a towing company saying, "Can can somebody call you and ask you to and demand of you that you." Uh, tow somebody from public property, uh, you know, right? Just because they don't like where you're parked, and uh, I'll bet the towing companies say "No way, we're right." Then we'd
1: be liable. So we're so again, we're going we're going to reach out to um, New Hampshire Legal Aid, which is a you know free ju- uh, uh, legal service, and just ask for an opinion, and maybe call you know call some. I don't even know oh, yeah. what attorneys would handle this, and just get sure. a legal opinion right? Before we respond to the landlord. Cause yeah. our initial response was we got ticketed. What are you going to do about it? Right. We got ticketed. Mm-hmm. We got ticketed because you specifically threatened to tow us. Right. And now that we got the ticket and we, the, our response was, you know, we agree that we will park right on the public right of way in the legal parking, in the legal parking spaces on the road. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything else is a request on your end uh, yeah. But you were not going to demand and you were not going to threaten. Um, and and the response that we got back was, well, don't park in front of the, you know, don't park in front of the property, right? Because that's hmm. where he pushes the snow and some other stuff. I go, well, okay, if that's, if that's, if that's the hand that he's playing right now that we got the emails going back and forth, I'll keep that documented to give to the judge as well. Right. When I make, when I make my case um, for the, for the tow threat or for the, the parking violation, uh, and we'll, you know, we'll see what legal aid has to say before we, before we respond uh, to this latest round with the landlord.
0: Yeah. Well, the sad thing is it's, he's, he's threatening you and and uh, you might have to make a threat back. Like, well, if you tow my car, then I'll sue you. And then that would make him think, oh, I'm I
1: right. But I, but <laughs> if I make, but if I make that threat, right, I want to have legal grounds to stand on, which is why I want to get sure. an opinion from an attorney uh, yeah. or from legal aid. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not responding. I'm not responding with a threat, you know. Without grounds, actually, um, it, he's making a threat without grounds.
2: I mean, it, it just uh, it probably works to make
1: a to make a counter threat without grounds,
0: you know. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of my point. Yeah.
1: Well, but okay, but then the next threat is like, okay, well then you got to move, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna renew your lease, you know. Yeah. And then yeah, I'm in I a know. worse, I'm in a worse position. Yeah. So yeah,
2: well, that's always a problem, you know. Right. So landlords. I so I'm I'm
1: life. I'm playing this one I'm playing that part of it by the books, right? Cuz I can I can go to I can go get the opinion from legal aid or from an attorney, right? I can I can say like, "Hey, I'm I'm concerned about the threat of eviction if we pursue this. What are my legal rights?" right? And then I can draft all that other stuff into the response to the landlord and say, you know, hopefully they'll say like no, he can't tow you. And like, we got an opinion from an attorney. You can't tow us for being in illegal parking stall, right? You know, either mm-hmm. give us another stall on the property or cease with the threats. And if you threaten to evict us, right, we will pursue this legally as well because our, our you know, the Legal Aid Society or whatever also said that you can't threaten to evict us for this reason, right? Like, we're, we're on time on payments. We allow you in whenever. We follow all the rules on the property, Right, you can't threaten eviction over that unless you really want a legal nightmare. <laughs> so it does sound. Uh, that, so we'll see. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But again, I got I got to get. I have to find my legal leg to stand on first. The other unfortunate, I'll say this as well. The other unfortunate thing about uh, New Hampshire is there is. Um, I, I say unfortunate, but again, it's it's still within like. It's still within the rights of the free market aspect of things, so I'm not, I'm not too bent out of shape over it. It's just unfortunate, um, but there's like there's no legal maximum that rents can be raised. Like he could say, "All right, but your rents going up to like ten thousand a month." You know, when your rent when your rent is doing, then like, okay, you know, what's what do we do about that, right? Uh, and the reason I bring that up is because I'm ha- uh, I have I'm on short time today for this show. Um, Because I have to go move some stuff out of storage. Like when I got, uh, when my storage job ended, um, I had a couple of units there. And one of the units I had there wasn't really mine. It was just in my name. And it was in my name because the previous owner said like, all units have to be rentable um, for whatever reason. I said, well, this one has the fucking supplies in it. Right. So I can't make it rentable. And he already said he didn't want it to be um, company owned. He's like, we have too many company owned units. This, you know, just make it rentable. And so for a year or two, it was rentable, but I never rented it. Right. Like I was the only I was the only manager there. So whenever someone wanted that unit, I said, it's not it's not available. Right. And I marked it accordingly. So other managers, if they had to look at the thing, knew that this was an unrentable space. Uh, but towards the end there, I just rented it to myself for like a dollar. You know, I was like, ah, I could pay, you know, I got it. My other storage unit there, I'll just add this on. It'll be like a nice, even hundred bucks instead of 99. I can eat the dollar and it'll just be my unit. Um, or it was like 80 cents or something after the, like the employee discount or whatever. And then when the new company took over, um, they sent me a new lease for like 80 cents for the unit. I went, well, shit, I got to take advantage of that. So, <laughs> so I precipitously paid four, mu- uh, four years in advance so I could have like, <laughs> here, here's, here's 40 bucks. You know, don't bother me for four years. Um, but, uh, and, and for like, for months, they didn't catch on and they finally caught on. And I think they caught on because they were trying to charge me um, for insurance. And so I had my, my renter's insurance send them a letter saying, you know, hey, he's covered, leave him alone, which they ignored. So then I had to make a copy of the letter and send it certified so they couldn't ignore it, right? And I think when they at, at that point when they looked into it deeper, they realized that, um, that I was paying way too little for that unit. And so they're, they're going to be raising my rent to the appropriate fee. But all I have in there is like their supplies – and some trash and a few other things to make it, you know, to make my other unit more accessible. Uh so we went down there today to take all the other things, you know, my my personal items and pack them into the other unit making it less accessible. Um but we got to go back and remove all of their supplies from the unit as well and stash those somewhere on the property. But, you know, I was I was hoping right that there was some rule or something in the state of New Hampshire, that says like you can't raise tenants' rates more than like ten percent a year, or something like that, right? Because I get like this is outrageous. This is ten thousand <laughs> times a, ra- a rental raise, and you're only allowed to raise it ten percent. I'd be gladly to pay you eighty eight cents going forward. <laughs> all right but so unfor- unfortunately, New Hampshire doesn't have anything like that. I wouldn't push for it, but I know places that do have that, and. You know that would have been, that would also have been a fun game to play with the new company.
2: Well, and then, in respect to their property rights, you wouldn't probably want to have the state uh, intervene to um,
1: you know to Im- infringe on their property rights. Well, I wouldn't want to, but I totally would. <laughs> because, because here's the thing. I don't know if you were around for this conversation, chaos. Like they, we had the option to stay on board with the new company. And yeah, they're,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. they're, are yeah, you and, aware of this situation? And, yeah. We yeah, talked about, it? Right. okay. Yeah. So I was the, like four managers, um, decided that no screw these guys. We don't want to do it. And it was me and one other manager that said like, yeah, we'll stick around. And then they didn't even like want me. I had been there for four years. I was the only manager on duty. I'm the only place, person that knew how to run that place. And I was doing it successfully for four years. And, like, now nah, we'll find somebody else. And then within the last month or two, this was back in October, right? Like, my last day was the end of September of last year. Um, Sometime within the last month or two, like, you know, before Christmas or around Christmas or sometime in December, um, the job was posted again, right? So they found someone to run it from October, that person only lasted two months and the job was posted again, you know, in, Dece- in December. So I applied for it again. You know, I so was like, hey. And I'm like, maybe they didn't fucking like read the resume because they actually, you know, I, I applied through Indeed. They actually reached out and said like, we want to schedule an interview with you. And you know, what time is good for you? And I said, hey, how about Friday at like, you know, four o'clock or whatever I can, I'm available. And they never confirmed the, they never confirmed the interview time. But now, every once in a while, I will pop on Indeed to see if, you know, the job is posted again. Um, Because not today, but the last time we went down to the storage place, right, there was trash all over the place and it looked a mess. Like no one was doing their job over there. I was like, well, clearly no one's doing their job because, you know, they wouldn't wouldn't keep me on board. And I ran, you know, a fairly tight ship comparatively, but kept most of the, you know, uh, most of the rabble out. Um, but all the good customers were like, I was very friendly with it. So I was, I was like the perfect manager there. Um, so yeah. So, you know, every time, every time it comes up, I'll reapply. And if they ever give me the option to interview for it, like I would jump back at that job in a heartbeat just to get some of that storage space back for myself and whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, you know, that's again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, but the, the way, the way that I was dismissed, um, I would totally accept that as a form of revenge. <laughs> right? Okay. Like, okay. you know, and, and that's, again, that's the reason why I paid four years in advance. Like, well, I wonder if they can raise my rate if I'm already, if I already have documentation saying I'm paid in full through, like, 2027, you know? How is that going to work? I will you know, Right. But we're going to empty it out, give them the notice, and then, you know, move on from there. All right. You were... I'm done. You were you were harassing people online, MC, getting into arguments with <laughs> yeah. Whomever. That's what I do.
0: Uh, what what else is in the news that you're aware of that's uh, controversial? I, I I heard about the uh, who was it uh, mm, Ben Shapiro versus uh, Steven Crowder.
1: Oh, okay. That was,
0: that was pretty funny.
1: Okay, they seem like they'd be on the same page. I I miss I oh, saw something are. about Steven Crowder, but I did not. Look deep into this at all.
0: So Steven Crowder used to work for the blaze, I guess. Right. I think I'll
1: take your word for it. I don't, I don't, I don't
0: really remember, but but whether he did or didn't, uh, the daily wire was, was sent, sent him a contract saying, you know, do you want to join us? And it was for like $15 million for like four years. And he's supposed to make, you know, a certain amount of episodes. And, and in the contract said, well, if you don't make the episodes, uh, then we'll dock you for one episode and a half. Uh, seems fair like you you know if you get sick or something you're you know you're not fired but uh, you're going to lose a little bit of money so you sure it's in your best interest to make as many shows as you said you would make um and then there's things in there like well if you get kicked off of YouTube we're taking 25% of your your pay like well why would okay. you do that well cuz you know that's where they make their money is YouTube you know and if you're not making videos on YouTube then uh, then you don't get the money. So, okay. <laughs> so it makes, it makes sense. But then Stephen Crowder had a good point too. He says, well, that makes me beholden to YouTube. It's like, well, yeah, <laughs> you are right now. <laughs> like if your show is on YouTube and you make money from YouTube, uh, you're beholden to YouTube anyway. So it makes no difference. It's, do you, do you want the help of the daily wire? And do you want the, yeah, the, you know, kind of the guaranteed income um, from daily wire? Then, uh, you know, you got to, play ball like it makes sense like yes everybody has to deal with youtube's rules
1: yeah Um, or get off the platform you know or cross post right but yeah
0: and so there's all these stipulations in there saying like yeah we'll just try not to get kicked off and you'll keep the money but if you know if you if you do then we have to take the money away because we don't get the money you know it makes sense but anyway steven crowder was he was upset because it made him beholden to youtube and it's like uh, look at it from their point of view, and he can't do that. Okay. Um, so he threw a big fit, and he he recorded the conversation about the contract uh, uh, secretly, and then and then released that uh, to the public. So he was he was acting like a big baby.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, and th- and th- and that's kind of sad, you know. is okay. like trying to retaliate against people who were going to give him fifteen million dollars, and yeah. then on top of that. He he offered uh, his services for even more money, so he's willing to sell out, but just not for fifteen million. So he'll sell out for thirty million, but not for fifteen. Million. Well,
1: also, also <laughs> fair, right?
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. So, but, but I mean, it's like he, he's so the real issue isn't that it makes him beholden to YouTube; it's that he didn't get the thirty million that he thinks he's worth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so both both of those characters. Uh, have a propensity to act like babies at some point sure. when they're not getting their way, right? Like they're well, neither of well them no. are. A buck. Um, it's you
0: know Ben Shapiro doesn't own the Daily Wire; he's an employee there, and okay. so it's some billionaire guy, and so it's it's a it's a company, okay. And so the so the guy that was offering them money the money, um, he's he's not one of those crybaby types. He's just he's okay. just a a businessman, and yeah. he's making a business deal. So it's like. You One, know, if take you,
1: it, take it, you want it, or not, but yeah,
0: but you know, to, to secretly record somebody and then and then try to make it out to be some big deal that it isn't, um, yeah. that was not called for. But anyway, so Mark Mark Dice, uh, he, he has his own channel and uh, you know made the comments that I am making now that you know Stephen Carter probably shouldn't have behaved that way, and it makes not, now nobody's ever gonna make, try to make a deal with him because how can you like you know, he'll try to throw you under the bus for yeah. trying to offer up something. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, sign, sign the contractor. Don't right. If they're, if they're coming to you with an offer, yeah. right. Either, you either take the offer or you don't, um, in, in my world, right. That comes up a lot in the UFC, right? Like, um, the, 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 the baddest man on the planet, right. That's the subtitle or the, you know, the, the, mock title that they give to the UFC heavyweight champion. Right. The biggest, the baddest, mixed martial arts. This is the guy that, you know, can beat everybody else in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um he recently like left the UFC over money disputes. Right. Like didn't like the contract, didn't whatever. And the UFC has a tactic that they use in public. Right? Like when whenever there's a dispute with the fighter, they go, that guy just doesn't want to fight. Right. We offer him fights and we <laughs> offer him money. He doesn't want to fight. Right? If he wanted to fight, yeah. he would take the offer, he would take the money and he would take the fights, but he doesn't want to fight. Um and then when they take the money and they, you know, take less than what they believe they're worth, like, oh, this dude's a real champ, everyone's scared of him, you know. Uh he just he loves to fight. This this is a fighter's fighter right here, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. And so they play the game. Um and there have been other fighters that have, you know, held out even longer, but maybe not with the not the champ. So heavyweight champ stripped of the title, it's going to test his, you know, going going to test his worth in free market in the in the free market uh, or free agency. Like, ah, oh, he's just too scared to fight. He wants to test free agency cuz he's scared to fight. He doesn't want to do this. He wants to go box somewhere." Like, "Oh yeah. You can make millions boxing." Right? <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, maybe maybe a million Depending on the the pay per view gate with the UFC, um, yeah, obviously yeah. like Conor McGregor now would He was well above that superstar status, but it's sure. always you know it it always comes down to the money and you know the negotiating power. If you've got it, you know use yeah, it. But but then
0: publicly, you just you would if you didn't like the deal, you could say this is this is the amount they offered, and then it's too low. So. Yeah. That's the reason.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that's what the, that's what other people who have held out for money have said. Right? Yep. That's what the champ has said or the you know, the now the former champ. And the UFC goes, "No, this is the best deal we've ever given somebody." Right? He just doesn't want to fight anymore. Like he's lost his luster to fight. We the best de- the most money in UFC history or whatever, you know, they make shit up. I um, mean, he just doesn't yeah. want to do it. So, take the money, don't take the money, be, be as public as you want about it, right? If if you think you're not getting a fair deal, I don't, I don't, I don't want to necessarily get into the ethics of, you know, recording a conversation. Uh, At least here in New Hampshire, uh, again, this is another one that you can like lean on. It's a, it's a two party consent state when it comes to recorded phone calls, right? Like you have to say, Hey, this call is being recorded. Um, And then the other person has to say, okay, I agree to this call being recorded right or the call I, doesn't I, well
0: i i don't think the state should get involved in whether things are recorded or not but i'm i'm just saying let's let's say it's totally legal uh, it's still a dick move yeah you know? <laughs> like, i have no problem you know th- it could have been something you know nefarious that that did come up in that conversation about the contract but there wasn't. It was a big nothing burger, right? And Stephen Crowder just thought it was something like, "Oh, you're going to make me u- work for YouTube." It's like, dude, you work for YouTube anyway. <laughs> like, <what?
1: laughs> well, well, he 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 uses YouTube's platform, and YouTube sure. takes a cut, right? Yeah, right? But you, but YouTube's I
0: also, making money off of him, and right. he's making money but, off of YouTube. <laughs> but I al-
1: I also understand his concern,
0: right? Oh, I, no, I totally agree. There's a concern there, but it it has nothing to do with uh, you know him him doing the same thing he's doing now
1: but well, it but it might that's 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 where i'm a little bit on steven crowder's side right youtube has a history of censorship that sure. has gotten worse right and so if you if, if the contract stipulates youtube right and you're worried about losing money then you you may not be as controversial as you otherwise would be because if you're controversial and you get kicked off of YouTube, right, you can then use that money to fund fund um, the the launch of your of your brand on a new platform, right? Like Free Talk Live is on YouTube, but we're primarily on Odyssey because you can't get taken down from Odyssey, or it's prohibitively difficult to get censored on Odyssey, right? And which one pays the most? If you monetize it, YouTube probably pays better. But if you are yeah, and so that's that's kind of the problem, <laughs> you know that YouTube does pay, and well, but the contract's uh, not with YouTube though. Like if if a benef- if some benefactor right with a different brand said, come out and put out put videos out for my brand, right, and we'll pay you, right, and said, well, you can pay us, but YouTube has a tendency to censor, right. We'll take the money, but Odyssey's also on the books. Right. or if we get kicked off of YouTube we can use that money to like fund fund you know more ads on Odyssey and spread the message that way so and that's that's because again free talk live and other libertarian ish some conservative uh, outlets right get censored on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook yeah but right? i it's still
0: for steven crowder it's still just about the money and YouTube is paying him and so for him to switch to daily wire and then be threatened for the same thing that YouTube would threaten him with. Anyway, you know, if, if he gets banned from YouTube, he will lose that money. Well, if yeah, he's but on if, daily wire and gets banned from YouTube. He will lose that money. Right. But if know, he, it's, but if it's obvious,
1: getting, <laughs> right? But if he's getting paid by the daily wire, he can use that money on a different platform. That's what I'm saying. If he, if he's, if his income is based on YouTube, he's beholden to YouTube if his income is based on the Daily Wire. It's not based on the Daily Wire. That's what the
0: Daily Wire was trying to tell him. It's based on his ability to produce content for YouTube and get monetization on YouTube and add space on YouTube and uh, and then Daily Wire will just run everything.
1: Yeah. No, I, 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 again, I understand it. But I wouldn't... I, I, I'm on Steven Crowder's side on this. Because if it's not if it's not being paid directly by YouTube, right? If the contract is with the Daily well, it's Wire,
0: not, yeah, it's not directly with them, but it's still the, the money has to come from somewhere. The Daily Wire. They don't have unlimited money.
1: Okay, but if they if they, they, they if they enter-
0: they, requ- they require that that uh, he performs his act on on YouTube and YouTube pays Daily Wire and then Daily Wire pays Stephen Crowder.
1: Okay. Then so I don't if, even know... Then the Daily Wire is stupid because they're they're trying to be a middleman and they, they have no basis for being the middleman.
0: Okay, that's that's one argument. Okay. Uh, I, the the reason why somebody would want to work with Daily Wire is because they handle all the back-end stuff. So so Steven Crowder could just focus on being an actor and he doesn't even have to make thumbnails. He doesn't have to come up with scripts or ideas if he needs them. You know, he'll have yeah. the Daily Wire... Wire will provide him writers and uh, studio space and whatever else he needs, right? To to make his millions on YouTube, but or just if he make decides his
1: millions, that's that's also. But what if I'm he suggesting. but
0: if, if he just decides, hey, I'm going to go, uh, you know, crazy and and tr- and try to get banned from YouTube so I don't have to work anymore, then he's going to lose that revenue. He's going to lose it for Daily Wire, and Daily Wire is going to retaliate and say, well, you got yourself banned from from youtube whether whether or not that's your fault or not um but the money's not coming in so we can't pay you it it makes total sense (laughs) i
1: think there's a strong difference between purposefully trying to get banned in order to keep your downside guarantee and not have to work and
0: yeah but that's why it's in the contract i mean it's is it's it's not the
1: contract should be more specific on why you would get banned you shouldn't get banned for saying something controversial because that's youtube's mo
0: it's all it all it is is about the money. It has nothing to do with why. It's a very simple contract. It says if the money stops coming in from YouTube to the Daily Wire for your channel, then we we don't have it to give it to you. That's it. <laughs> uh,
1: then again, I don't know why the I don't know why he would agree to. To work for because another another middle. reason is
0: so if you join the Daily Wire then they will advertise for you so you'll be in you'll be lumped in with Jordan Peterson uh, the the one girl yeah. um, I forget her name uh, Ben Shapiro and others well
1: then that's how and, the money comes in that has nothing to do with YouTube
0: it does because. <laughs> The Daily Wire needs to make money, and they're making money off of YouTube. No, if they're <laughs>
1: selling ads, they get money from the no, advertisers.
0: No, they're paying ads. They're paying ads to get people to watch Stephen Crowder, so they get the return money from YouTube.
1: Oh, I, I, again, I don't, I don't know why. If you're already being monetized, if you're individually being monetized by YouTube,
0: right? Because he wants you, more. If you want more money, then it might be better. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but it might be better to take the fifteen million dollar deal with Daily Wire because they can expand your reach even further. Okay, it's a, it's like a, it's like a news network. You know, it's probably be better to you know put, get a show on Fox because they're going to advertise for you. They're going to run the studio. They're going to, you know, do the lights and sound and and make yeah. commercials and, for you and everything. And, they're also and all you have, have to do is show up and be an actor and get paid millions of dollars. And it sounds all, like a pretty good deal. And they're
1: also <laughs> going to have editorial control over your content,
0: which is what a lot of, of course. Creat-
1: Well, which is what a lot of creators would like to avoid.
0: And th- and that's the thing. How much are you willing to sell out for? For Steven Carter, it's 30 million.
1: And that's that's fine too. Right? We we talked about this as well. Like I there's, you know, the, it's it's an old wrestling reference, right? Everybody has a price, right? Oh, sure, sure. And so yeah, I, I have a, I, I have a price too, but to to like narc on friends to the cops or to the feds, that's a pretty high price. Like I don't think I it's 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 there, right? But it's probably, but you but you can't you know you
0: can't you know Stephen Crowder can't uh, can claim he's not a sellout. Uh, when he just has, you know, a price that's double what the, that was offered. Like he's still a sellout.
1: Yeah. Well, again, then every, <laughs> everyone's a sellout, right? Like if, if you want if you wanted me to narc on my friends, right? The, the sellout number is probably 10 figures. I would guess for 10 figures, I would sell just about anybody down the river, maybe 11 figures, right? Maybe 12 figures. Who knows? Right. But the number is there. But I don't, I doubt that the feds or the cops, right, are going to come up with that number that would cause me to like turn state agent. Right. But it's there because for that amount of money, I'll just disappear. Right. And fuck it. I don't, you know, at that point, every man for himself, because if they made me that offer, they're making someone else that offer too. And I will damn sure take that offer first. If you want to take it for five figures, you know, boo on you, that's your price. Mine's a lot higher. Um, which means, you know, if, if, you're, if you're my friend, right, and you're doing some illicit stuff against the state, right, you can rest assured I have no, no plans yeah. uh, to, to say anything to them regarding anything at all. Like, mum's the word, my mouth is sh- shut, my lips are sealed, unless they come up with like $10 billion, right?
0: Yeah. But, but my, my main point is that his money is still at risk. Whether or not he goes with Daily Wire or just stays free, you know, free enterprise and deals with YouTube directly, um,
1: only the YouTube he, money. That's, I guess, that's the part that I, I, we might be talking past each other, right? Is, yeah, it, but
0: there, the the YouTube money it is the Daily Wire's money. So that's if if it doesn't come in, then yeah. But how that, can you just how can you justify paying a guy that that f- paying a guy for YouTube videos? when he can't be on YouTube.
1: Well cuz cuz you're paying him for videos and content that can be anywhere and the can okay, be monetized well, it, anywhere.
0: It's they're paying him for YouTube videos, not just content anywhere. That's in the contract says, you know,
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a shit contract. And I would make fun of that. And guy. so
0: so if if you just if you just do the content thing, then the the They'll have to put him on other platforms where the reach won't be as good and and the payback won't be as good or, or, or if anything I don't even know if Odyssey pays people
1: well again you' so here's the thing with YouTube man, right you can monetize videos or mm-hmm. you can sell your own goddamn advertisement and put those as placement in the videos right sure. there, there are plenty and, of and daily Wire,
0: daily Wire would try to maximize whatever they you know whatever pays the best.
1: Understood, but you can, still mon- you can still monetize videos outside of YouTube, right? And if Steven Crowder is worth fifteen it's, million dollars, or but that's where all the, dollars, all the people
0: are. All the people are on YouTube.
1: All the people are on YouTube now. Right? Yes. What I'm suggesting, and is
0: that's what they're that's what they're interested in is money now.
1: Well, that's also just, a shit
0: strategy because the Daily Wire's
1: content is likely going to get censored on YouTube as YouTube compresses well, they, harder on conservative and libertarian viewpoints.
0: They've been doing pretty good, and I think they have a pretty good uh, relationship with YouTube, and that's one one of the For reasons now. why. That's one of the reasons why uh, you know Stephen Crowder is so upset, is because Daily Wire is working with YouTube pretty closely.
1: Yeah, I would be upset too, because if you're working that closely with YouTube, you're beholden to YouTube's viewpoints. You can no, you're no longer or, the free press. You're the advertised you, press.
0: If if you're making that many money deals with each other, then you don't want to ban each other. And so they, they can like, let's say uh, Ben Shapiro says something that somebody on YouTube doesn't like he's, he's got pull now. He's got power now because they're worth so much to each other. And Ben Shapiro can say, Hey, look, this wasn't really that bad. I think you should leave it on, like put this video back on and monetize it or else we're out, you know? And they'll go, Oh yeah, you're right. It wasn't that bad, our bad, and they put the video back on.
1: Okay, if if you had that much pull to say I'm out, then you can move platforms. You, right? YouTube, YouTube mm, is way bigger.
0: No, I don't think you understand how how power how how much gravity YouTube has. No, like that's I do. Where that's what
1: I'm saying. There's no negotiating power with YouTube. The Daily Wire is not going to say no, we're no. Making I'm not so much money. We're out if you don't put our videos there, back up.
0: There YouTube is will negotiating uses. There is negotiating power once you get big enough.
1: But they're never going to get big enough to compete head-to-head with YouTube.
0: That's not their point. They don't want to do that. They just want to make money.
1: Then what you just said is invalid because they're never going to get to a point where they can say whatever they want and that's have not enough the, pull that's with not,
0: YouTube. That's not the point. The that's point the point. <laughs> the,
1: that's the whole point.
0: That's, that's your point. If you were running the, the Daily Wire you 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 would say oh well we have to get to a point where we can say whatever we want and not get banned and still make money that's not what their goal is their goal they're they're a business operation that's all
1: they are if if their goal is to make money fine right but then their 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 viewpoints expressed right are not free views right they're oh they're, no definitely
0: not they're they're that's what steven carter was saying they're the big con the big conservative
1: who is the Daily Wire? The Daily Wire. Yeah. Yeah. The big con because they're, they pretend to be conservative, but they're restricted to the viewpoints allowed I, on YouTube, I, which is I don't typically know. anti-conservative.
0: I, I wouldn't say that. There's lots of conservative points that are on Daily Wire and, um, and they're not banned for them.
1: For now. Right the the, the, I, the compression and the, gets and smaller. the more
0: people the more people that join uh, daily wires group and and uh, view view their channels the more money they make for youtube and themselves and there's no there's no incentive for youtube to kick daily wire off
1: there is because it's, for youtube it's not about the money it's about the it's about controlling the narrative if, and controlling the
0: eventually people. eventually it is once they get big enough and that's and that was that's kind of the 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 difference if I make a YouTube channel and I say something, they can kick my channel off and, and nobody cares. Yeah. But if a Daily Wire video gets taken down, it better be for a really good reason or else the, uh, right. somebody will lose a lot of money. And what
1: I'm saying and, is at the point where the Daily Wire has enough stroke, right, to, to, to lean on YouTube to keep the video up, right, they no longer have to be on YouTube. They can monetize they elsewhere. For, and then. For the foreseeable
0: beholden. future... If you want to make money on, on video content, you have to be on YouTube.
1: Okay. Then for the foreseeable future, content seen on YouTube is filtered through YouTube's political views. True. All right. Final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. All right. KS?
0: Nope. All right. That that'll do it for good. us.
1: You guys know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, on telegram, t.me, slash experience or t.me slash TheAnarchistExperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash TheAnarchistExperience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha.